I knew from a really young age, like going through a lot of family stuff that I always said, like, I want to buy my dad a boat. I had no idea how I was going to do it. And I always, if I like look back on, I always felt like the nine to five was like, not my thing. No, I'm just not employable. So I knew I wanted to do something and make a lot of money. And I knew that like the workforce was not going to like provide the massive amounts of wealth that I wanted. Welcome to the M Makes Money podcast with me, your host, Emily Wilcox, serial entrepreneur, seven-figure business owner, mindset junkie, creator of the Money Moves Wealth Attraction Program, and a collector of crystals. My mission is to help you attract lasting wealth, ditch the hustle for money culture, and build the life and business of your dreams with an ease and joy you never thought possible. Each week, a new episode will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and guest interviews where we'll dive into the specifics of how much money we make, which money wounds we've healed, and how we've tapped into our divine feminine energy to attract more money with ease. We all deserve a healthy, empowered relationship with money so we can experience more freedom, pleasure, and joy. So get ready and let's dive in. Hey, hey, I've got such a juicy episode for you today. Quickly before we dive in, many of you have reached out to ask how we can work together. And I do have limited openings to work with me via one-on-one private coaching inside the Rise Mastermind. And I've actually even opened up a few spots for human design readings. So if you're ready to step into feminine energy wealth, this is for you. If you're serious about ditching those old limiting beliefs, you're tired of having to hustle to grow your business and income, and you're ready to attract more money, joy, and ease from feminine energy, this is for you. If you're tired of being in control all the time and feeling the pressure of your business and your household, then this is for you. If you want to be relaxed and work in life, but don't know how without all the balls dropping, then this is for you. So head to Instagram or Facebook and send me a DM, or you can click the link in the show notes. Take the action now that your future self will thank you for. All right. Welcome back to the M Makes Money show. And I'm so thrilled because we have a special guest here today. We have Mandy Podlesny. And Mandy has such an incredible story that I'm really excited to dive into. When she started college and was dating and meeting new friends, what she had in mind was kind of her coming of age story. But instead, she ended up spending time in between classes at doctor's offices, taking medication, having surgery, filling out insurance claims. And basically, medical professionals kind of shrugged this off as like a mystery disease. And Mandy had to jump through supplements, detoxing, diets, trying to reduce inflammation, something still didn't feel right, and essentially turned into a 12-year battle for her health, which included more than five surgeries over the course of two years. And through rigorous exploration, biohacking, Mandy discovered the healing power of ketosis, shifting her thinking, her dietary choices, making lifestyle changes for chronic illness. And since 2016, Mandy has helped others visualize their own roadmaps of success, whether they are keto or burrito, to drop the weight and fix their relationship with food, all while learning to love themselves exactly as they are. So Mandy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. That was a powerful intro. I appreciate that. And I just got went went right back to that moment of just all of that. And I just, yeah, crazy to hear it back, you know? <laughs> Isn't it? Our bios are so funny. Like, damn, that's me. That's my life. I know. Wow, girl. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm I'm so excited to dive into this because I talk a lot about money and business growth and, and all of this. And my husband did a big group program with a pretty well-known kind of coach a couple years ago. And I sort of did it along with him. And what was amazing in there, there were over a thousand people in this program and about half really realized that they needed to focus on their health as their primary goal through the program. and it was such a good reminder to me, like when we don't have our health, we have nothing. Like, how can you possibly say like, Oh, my health is failing me, but actually I'm going to go through this group program and just focus on money and business. Like you can't. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but it's like, here you were thinking you were going to have all of these just sort of quintessential experiences, leaving home, going to college. And when your health is off, it's like, that has to be the number one priority. How can college be a priority? How can dating be a priority? And so I love that you've made it through and that you're now helping other women, but is there anything else that you just wanted to like add to that introduction? No, that was really good. I just, I just love the conversation that we're going in. Cause I think I mean, I still actually struggle with that. Like you're actually like kind of re-reminding me like, hey, if you don't have your health, you know? And I think people that have chronic disease would relate to this. Like you just kind of like have a new normal. And sometimes like I forget like, cause we all, oh, I'm getting a little emotional. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we just like, well, I have this goal and I want to achieve it and I got to go. And we're programmed as well. Like from our just society that... Oh, well, you just had a baby. Good luck. You only have six weeks like that or just like, oh, well, no one cares if your body's inflamed and like you chronically are fatigued and you can't keep your eyes open past 2 p.m. And like your boss doesn't care about that. Like you have a job to do. So sometimes you just have to like do what it takes to kind of bandaid the solution. And that's hard and tough to do and manage. So I relate to anyone struggling. And then if you're not struggling, like be really, really grateful that you're not and do everything that you can to like protect your body and honor your body and like do the things to be as healthy and hopefully wealthy as you can. <laughs> yeah. So do you tend to work with clients that are more in the crisis mode, so to speak with their health where they're, they also have some sort of mystery illness, mystery diagnosis, or does it tend to be clients that have just prioritized other things in their life? And then finally they're saying, you know what? Like, I'm just so ready to be a different size, or I'm just really ready to feel different in my body. And like, now is the time that I'm ready to prioritize it. Yeah. I work with women, a lot of women that should all over themselves. I mean, we all should all over ourselves, whether it's business or weight loss or whatever, but at some point, but yeah, most of them are like, Oh, well, I know that I like should be going to the gym or like, I know that I should really lose this weight or they blame other things. Like quarantine has been like the hugest 
eye opener for a lot of people as much as like that 2020 sucked and we all want to forget it. It actually is a very big blessing, I think. And if you look at it from that perspective, it's like, okay, well, I've been snacking, I've been home, but like at some point you have to stop blaming like the quarantine or outside sources or stress or whatever. So women come to my world and they're just like, they're in that blame thing. So I have to shift them from like blaming to accepting responsibility to having that long, hard talk with themselves in the mirror. Like, Hey, I really got to get it together. And if I don't, I'm probably either going to die or just continue to struggle. And like the struggle, what I remind them is like, it's self-inflicted and you don't need to struggle. You can do this simply and easily, you know? Totally. There's so much empowerment, even in changing the verbiage in your own mind and your own story around, well, it's just because of quarantine. It's just because of this. It's just because of that to saying, I'm not choosing to prioritize my diet right now. I'm not choosing to prioritize my health. Like nothing's actually changed in those two scenarios, except that in one scenario, you don't have the power. And then in the other one you do. Right. And so it's like taking back our power and saying like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually haven't made it a priority. Okay. Well, that means that I can make it a priority if I want to. Yay. Look at me and my power. I love that. And a lot of women like come to me too. And then they're like, so like they blame themselves or like, feel like they have to like justify it to me. And I know that they're more or less doing it for themselves and then just kind of being like a little embarrassed or whatever. But like, I just say like the past does not exist at all because what can you do? You can't change your current circumstance at all for one. And for two, instead of being like mad at yourself for where you are, get really, really excited that you can write a new story of whatever you want. And there's no difference. The past is still the past, but you could either be where you are and be mad at yourself, or you can pick up the pen and rewrite it. So I offer that like, Hey, forget it. Let's move on and do something awesome. Did you ever imagine that you would be an entrepreneur? Yes. I, (laughs) I just didn't know that if you told me I'd be a nutrition coach and affiliates for other things and like what I'm doing now, I'd be like, I knew from a really young age, like going through a lot of family stuff that I always said, like, I want to buy my dad a boat. I had no idea how I was going to do it. And I always, if I like look back on it, I always felt like the nine to five was like, not my thing. No, I'm just not employable. So I knew I wanted to do something and make a lot of money. And I knew that like the workforce was not going to like provide the massive amounts of wealth that I wanted. But if you would have told me then I'd be doing what I'm doing now, I'd be like, that's weird. No, <laughs> but yeah. <keep> on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Then life takes you in that direction. And I think ultimately, I mean, it's the same reason that I stepped into coaching. It was like the thing that transformed my life. I think you just naturally want to help other women do the same. And for me, it was more like money mindset and learning how to be more in the feminine energy because I just worked really, really hard and built these six and seven figure businesses in the masculine energy until I wanted to just burn everything to the ground, you know? <laughs> that's so funny because uh, that's kind of where I am right now. I am so masculine. And then like, I'm like a fish out of water, like learning about like feminine energy and like all of that. And I am loving it. Like I'm very, I feel very awkward and very in that, what our mentor Melanie says, like, 
in that void and I'm just like, oh, that's old, but this is new. And oh, all I have to do is just like relax and like magic's been happening. And it's like, oh, wow. Like it doesn't have to be so hard. Like I don't have to answer every comment and like be in my messages and clear and do all of that. Like, holy moly. So yeah, (laughs) it is. It can be so freeing, but it also can be so disorienting too. Right. Because typically us like high functioning, high achieving women, like we really placed a lot of our identity in the masculine energy. Like I know how to get shit done. I'm a to-do list master. I used to say that productivity was one of my superpowers. And like, it was like, I could just get an unreasonable amount of stuff done in like a short period of time, but I didn't understand the energetic toll And I didn't know how to have those spurts of masculine action and then flip into the feminine receiving. And so it is weird when all of a sudden magic starts happening and you didn't have to do anything for it because you're like, but wait, what? Yeah, I know. It's so weird. And it's so funny that you said like, I'm burning my, like I wanted to burn my businesses to the ground because I literally just transitioned my email from my old one to like mandyp.com. And I'm like, I have to go like, today's the day. I feel like I'm like, it's about to like pop off. Like I'm just starting over again and just evolving. And it's like messy and awesome and weird and just like all the things. I don't know. So if anybody's struggling or going through it, just know it's totally normal, which I'm like, wait, things are normal. Cause I've been just doing this by myself, you know? So it's just like, wait, so you cry in your office corner, like every other, like, month or something like, and it's totally fine. And ah, like, it's just crazy. Like just entrepreneurship in general, what a journey. Yeah, absolutely. And for everyone, but like, this is why I believe so much in paid mentorship and why I love masterminds, because I think for all entrepreneurs, but like, especially for women, because our superpower in our ability to be in the divine feminine is really predicated on us feeling supported. And how can we do that when we're not in community? And then often we get in community and then we have to heal our sisterhood wounds because we get into community in our masculine energy. And we're just like, I'm going to be the star of this. I'm going to be the coach's favorite person. I'm going to make the most money. And then it's like, okay, still in the masculine. And then when we learn how to actually be vulnerable around other women, how to celebrate their successes, how to be seen in our messy imperfection, then it does become this superpower. And all of a sudden we feel like we're not doing it alone, even if we're in a home office by ourselves. And then the game changes. Yeah. It's funny that that's coming up too. Cause like I've paid for coaches and like masterminds and like certain things, but like, it was always from like a masculine place. Like, oh, well, I'm going to pay this person to get me where I want to go. Cause I think that I have this, like, they have this like magical key or like this, I'm going to look behind the curtain and see the secret to success. When in reality, it wasn't an inspired decision. It was just like, oh, I hope this gives me what I need thing. And now I'm making all of these decisions. Like I won't spend any money unless it's like truly from a feminine, like, okay, I need to calibrate to that person, not that person solving my issues. And I think that we forget that. I mean, how many like courses have we all bought and not even opened the login? Like, you know, and it's just that portion of 
Mandy life is over and I'm doing things like more inspired. And it's very, very weird to feel, I don't want to say weird. I want to say it's like uncomfortable or different. And I know that it's like a good thing. Like it's just stretching me and making those decisions. So I just love hate journey. (laughs) I can explain it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so thankful that you're giving a voice to this because I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough. And it's really like some people call it the void or integration or embodiment. And it's basically like this time period where we've learned a concept and that concept has made us want to do something differently, which means that we've destroyed certain structures or old habits or old ways of being, right? So we've created space for the new to come in, but then the new isn't quite here yet, or the new feels really wobbly. And so it can feel very disorienting because of course there was something comfortable about the old way. And now we've just burned those boats. We've destroyed that old way. And the new way is not fully here yet. It's not fully integrated. It's not fully embodied into our own lives. We might be able to even tell somebody else about it, right? Because we understand it logically, but it's not so solidly in our body that it's just part of who we are yet. And it is uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very, very, Hashtag growth. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about like some of, some of this growth in the context of your business and money, since, you know, I'm all about talking numbers and we can do this a few different ways. Like you can sort of say like year by year, here's where I was and here's where I am. Or we can just jump right into like what you're earning now and kind of what your goals are. Yeah. I mean, when I first started my business, I was on disability. I was recovering from my last surgery and I what I tried. <laughs> it's crazy. I because I was so anti like network marketing and I hate, thought it was like a pyramid thing and like no one made any money. And I was really, really embarrassed that I was even like interested in a product, but like this chick kept posting horribly. Like, I don't know she got me somehow. So horrible marketing kind of works sometimes, but I prefer to not, but whatever it happened, you know? So, but I was like kind of against it for that exact reason. I'm like, Oh, do I have to do that? Like, I don't want to, but I tried this product and it truly changed my life. And when I tell you that I couldn't keep my eyes open and I was like, so sick, like this changed my life in 24 hours. Like it was insane. So I was like, okay, what is this? This is amazing. Tried it. And I was like, I'm never doing the business. I'm never doing the business. But like, I couldn't afford the product because I was on a fixed income, mind you, living in Brooklyn, New York, one of the most expensive cities in the world with three other people trying to just like recover. And I was doing like a little bit of social media stuff for people at the time too, like on the side. But then this product changed my life. And like, they kept hounding me like, you should do it. Like you're really good at social, like blah, blah, blah. And I just didn't do social media for like, I just was kitschy or funny, like on my thing. I wasn't like doing a business or anything. And I was getting that stuff on Upwork. And finally I was like, okay, well, I want to get my product for free. So I'm just going to do like the free product program. And then all of a sudden it just blew up and I was like, holy crap. So I 
invested in the kit, got it, started it, sold the kit in like two days. And it just kind of like took off. And then I started to actually take it seriously. So I went from like being on disability, coming off of disability that first year, I think I made like 30 grand and then I earned like a free car. And then I just, my very first time, like, I didn't even know that I made this. And like, I'm really learning how to like be better with my numbers and like all of that. Like, I'm just more of a collect money, spend money type. So when I got my like profit and loss and everything and I hit six figures, I was like, oh my God. I was like, wow. Like, it was just amazing. But like, I spent it all. And then now I like, and then the year, the next year I did the same thing and like way better managed my money. So for two years, I did that six figures. And then last year I kind of dipped down. I think I did like 80. And then this year I'm really trying to crush, like, I really 500 K is like my goal, but I don't know if it's like realistic or not. I don't know. And again, I'm playing in these energies and like, so anybody that's like a newbie and scared of your goals, but I started with the network marketing, but mind you, so it was like network marketing. And then I most recently last year into this year, I've just really developed my like coaching and my product business has been a little bit on the back burner. And now I'm just really doubling down on coaching. Cause if I can do that well in network marketing, I paid commissions and sell all of that. There's really no reason that I can't sell Mandy's coaching packages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And thanks for like saying your goal. Like, and I saw the look on your face where you're like, oh, I'm a little bit afraid to say this out loud, but it's 500 K. And it's like, man, if we can't say it out loud, I think that's a good litmus test for how much resistance we have. And it's like so much of the work that I do for myself personally. And also with my clients is like around money mindset and healing money wounds and that kind of stuff. And it's like, there is the allowing of it. But then the reason that I like talking about money is because sometimes we're not even aware of where there's resistance or where there's limiting beliefs, because we don't just talk about money around the dinner table, the way that we talk about other topics. Right. And so it's like, yeah, you maybe don't have too many places where you have the opportunity to say like, Hey, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm really holding the vision for making 500 K this year and like trying that on and seeing how that feels. And and maybe that brought up something for you where you can look at that and say, huh, okay. Like, why did I feel a constriction in my chest? What was that? Let me journal on that or whatever it is. So I'm so new to like learning and doing that. Like, and I mean, like I've done like the, like the reading, the money things and like the energy and a couple people that do it, you know, read the books and whatever. And it's just like, I've always dipped back into like the practical. Right. And that's the masculine. And like, I'm just really trying to build the belief system around that. Like, yeah, my heart dropped. And I said, 500 K I was like, wait, but in the same breath, I'm like, but I can actually do that. It's June. Like I felt it physically like, oh, that's weird to say out loud, but you're right. Like one, I don't say it out loud at all to who like, oh, I'm going to make 500 K. Like that's not a good space to like, to start trying to tell all of your friends that you're trying to make half a million dollars in a year, but on the same breath, like you still have to do it and believe it. Yeah, totally. And I used to try to do the money work through just like affirmations and things like that. 
And what I found is that like our subconscious mind always wins, right? So it's like the thing that we're most afraid of looking at is actually like the thing that will set us free because like the affirmations will work, but they'll only work as long as there's alignment between the subconscious and conscious mind. And so it's like, you may want to have a journal prompt that says, I'm scared to make 500 K because, and I think sometimes we're afraid to go into anything that feels negative. Like, Ooh, why would I want to write down all my fears? Why would I want to say why I don't think I can make 500 K, but it's like, yeah, but that's actually the path to clearing out all of the resistance. Yep. Because you can't turn the light on if it's not dark. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, even before we popped on the podcast recording, like translating this conversation to like weight loss, which like I'm good at, it's like, okay, people are just like avoiding it, avoiding it, avoiding, like looking in themselves in the mirror, like, Hey, like I'm actually fully responsible for this. It's okay to be where you are, but we got to look at it. We got to talk about it. Like the meal plan's not going to solve your problem understanding why you're not doing the meal plan is going to solve the problem. And it's a lot deeper than just like, oh, I'm stressed out and I gained weight. Like what's going on there? It's the perfect analogy. It's like the person who's just focusing on the numbers on the scale and focusing on what's on their plate, but then can't sustain it. And it's like, okay, let's look at what you don't want to look at. What's your relationship with yourself? What do you say to yourself inside your own head that you would never say out loud when you look in the mirror, right? And it's the same, it's the same with money. It's like the resistance is there, whether we like it or not, the old money wounds, the old limiting beliefs, like they're there, but, but we have this tendency to want to just stick our fingers in our ears and go like, la, 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 or actually what we do is we put our AirPods in our ears and it's like, I am already a millionaire. I am enjoying the wealthy life. And it's like your subconscious mind is going, no, you're not. No, no, no. And so the affirmations actually don't work until we do the subconscious stuff because the subconscious mind in in a way, it's like actually strengthening those other beliefs because it's giving it something to respond to. Yeah. I'm a millionaire. No. What one right there was the subconscious mind that was like, no, you're not. So you're actually strengthening it by not looking at it. Yeah, exactly. I like that journal prompt. It's like, why am I afraid to make 500K? Like, amazing. Just dump it, dump it, dump it, dump it. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, I'm sure with your clients, you probably do something like that too, right? Like, what don't I love about my body? okay, fine. Like just say it all once and for all. So now we can like process through it. I love that. Yeah. I did a journal prompt today. It was like, if I already had the body that I desired and a great relationship with food, what I need to do say be or have in order to do that. But I like that kind of having to take it negative first, because if you create that positive first, you're, you're like, Oh, well, I don't even think that's actually possible. So 
Yeah. And it's like, now there's like a name for it. Maybe there always has been, but I feel like it's finally like gone mainstream, which is like spiritual bypassing. And I like unknowingly spiritually bypassed so much for so many years. And it's funny because like, now I look back on it and it's like, you know, I believe that like time is an illusion and we all like, we all get what we need when we need it. Right. So it's like, clearly I wasn't ready for it at that time. But it's like, once I did the inner child healing, which I didn't even know was a thing then. And that was wild in and of itself, right? Like I'm working with a coach and she's like, write down like all of your list of like betrayals for your dad. I'm like, what? But you know, it's like, yeah, like you just get all of the crap out and then it creates all of this space for so much great new belief systems to come in. What's your favorite way to heal this? I like NLP. I practice that. And then I do it with a coach as well to heal all of that. It's crazy the stuff that comes up. And then I like journaling and then meditating. But what do you like? I like to get out of perspectives. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like it all too. And I ebb and flow. And I think for a while I used to be, when I was more in the masculine energy, like it felt like, this race that I was running. Right. So it was like, I wanted to like optimize my performance. So like, what if I'm reading this book right now and I'm working with this coach and I'm like listening to these affirmations and I was trying to like just sprint. And now what I've realized is like, okay, money mindset work, just like everything else in life, it's a marathon. And it's like, how do I actually enjoy the race while I'm running it? And so I really just like let my intuition lead the way but I tend to, you know, you and I have the same coach, Melanie Ann Lair. And like, I love listening to everything that she's put out on money mindset. Like that's been really activating for me right now. So I'm doing a lot of that. And then it may change, right. Where I'm like just super into something else, or I feel inspired to buy a crystal and, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be hard, But I think it's like being intentional also with like recognizing what is going on in our subconscious, because it's like, if we can just get it to our conscious and be aware of it, then like we've done 90% of the work. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And I think when I first started this whole journey, I thought it was like this mystical, magical world of like, once you figure it out, like the world's going to open and the heavens are going to like beam down on you and you're going to float like a fairy. And it's like, actually, no, it's just like crying a little bit. and like being like, Oh, okay. Like today I did a meditation this morning and I was like crying. And then I was like laughing and I was just, I just trying to get my mood right for the morning. I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know? And I, I used to in my masculine and unconsciously, or like just didn't have the awareness like that actually is healing. Cause I, I just have a tendency to like tear up and cry for no reason. And now I'm just like, well, this is just who I am. And I did my human design. So now I'm really just like, I get it. I am just who I am now. (laughs) Yes. You and me both. So I had a really negative story around myself and like the fact that I couldn't control my emotions better, like my whole life. And I just felt like I'd never wanted to cry. And so then when I cried, I just was like, oh, here I go. And like, I wish I could stop these tears right now. It didn't really matter like whether they were happy tears or sad tears or whatever. But I also think like, because I was suppressing it, it's like, it would come out like 
in just tense moments, but even like in business conversations where you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to be emotional right now. What's wrong with me? And we were talking about like how healing it is to be in sisterhood. Right. And so then I was in this mastermind with 14 women. It was really intimate and very focused around feminine energy. And so of course, you know, I'm just like a puddle crying like all the time, like during the retreats. And one of the other women came up to me and she's like, man, like I was so jealous of you the whole time at this retreat because like, I really, really was desiring for that like emotional breakthrough. And she's like, and I just couldn't cry. And that was like so healing for me because I was like, here I was looking at her being like, God, she's so composed. She's got it all together. Like, come on, why can't you be more like that? And she is wishing she could be more like me, who's like losing it in front of everyone. So it's like just allowing ourselves to be who we are and not make that wrong. Yeah. And I think, well, the masculine programming of the world too is like, oh, well, she's loose, like loose cannon or like she's crazy or she needs medication or she has X, Y, Z. And like, I, when I got, I think I posted this yesterday, like I got my human design and I was like, I don't have ADHD. I'm just a manager that moves very fast. That is very emotional. And I was like, I feel like I just got a permission slip yeah, and not a prescription. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, Oh my God, like I am perfect the way I am. I just need to find systems and processes around this messy and messy is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Manny Jen over here too. You're like, I feel so seen, (laughs) but I'm going to go take a nap now. Bye. Am I hermit? (laughs) I'm so learning. This is so, it's just beautiful. And I'm grateful for you for, you know, honestly, just like allowing me to be me. And like, while I still feel a little bit masculine or whatever. And I'm going to like learn into it. Like, listen, I don't think I'm ever going to be wearing the dresses and like all of that, (laughs) but my energy will be there. But I just appreciate the space and the love and support that you've provided. And just you doing your mission is so inspiring. So we're doing good things. I I agree. Like I'm so inspired. I feel like I have the most incredible network of women and like, it just keeps getting better and better. And it's like, man, seeing you like living your mission, seeing you showing up and using your voice and being brave enough to be seen and being brave enough to like claim your money story. Like, I just really believe that each of these acts, like when you put it all together, it changes the planet. And it really, I'm so inspired by it. And I just feel that this is such a pivotal time for women to really rise and claim our power, but claim the way and the how that we want to have the power and the way that we want our lives to be and the way that we want to run our businesses. And it's just like such an honor to be doing it side by side with other women like you. Yeah. Same. Oh, this has been awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I know that everyone listening is going to want to follow along with you as well. So what's the best place if they want to check you out your work or just follow along on your journey? 
I'm big on Facebook. So you can hopefully you can put it in the show notes because no one will remember how to type my last name. But um, it's Mandy Podlesny on Facebook if you just want to find me on my business page and then my personal page. And then at more Mandy P on my Instagrams and MandyP.com. MandyP.com. I love it. You're the best URL. <laughs> I know. I don't think I was surprised somebody didn't take it. But yeah, I it's crazy. And I had a distinction today too. It was, I think Melanie or Amanda or somebody said something. It was like, once you evolve and like leave that old stuff behind, like you'll step into a new power. And I was like, oh my God, MandyP.com needs to launch. Like, I mean, it's long, it's, it's available and whatever. I just need to start using it more, you know, redirecting. So that was cool thing. So I love it. MandyP.com. Is there any like final parting words that you'd like to leave our audience with? stop waiting till Monday to do the damn thing. (laughs) That is what I say to a lot of people, right? Like we always put it off like, Oh, I'll just, I'm going to start Monday. I'm going to start Monday. No, just start slowly doing it and do the damn thing. That's my thing. (laughs) I love it. Do the damn thing. All right, Mandy. Thank you so much. This has been such a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Changing the way we think, feel, and talk about money will change the world. I truly believe that. It starts with you tuning in and it spreads when you share this show on Instagram and Facebook and tag me at M makes money. And you know what moves the needle the most? Taking just a minute to leave a five-star review on iTunes. This show isn't free to produce. So let's multiply those dollars invested to help this show reach a bigger audience each week. So thank you for your help. I really appreciate it. Until next time, I'm wishing you health, happiness, and boatloads of money. Thank you.